You are listening to The Tish with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Michael Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. We are picking up after a little bit of a hiatus with our series entitled... What's the point? Uh, where, we're, uh, where we're examining uh, various mitzvot, various commands, and, uh, and uh, asking ourselves, what's, what's the point of those uh, commandments? What's the point of those uh, pra- Jewish practices? Um, uh, focusing uh, primarily on uh, commands that are not uh, um, uh, self-evident as to what their reasons are. It doesn't really you know, pay to spend time um, thinking about the reason for the command not to murder because it seems self-evident but when there are commands that uh, um, that are not given reasons uh, we're not given reasons for in the Torah um, or that seem uh, opaque as to what their reason uh, might be it, 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 it uh, is worth asking uh, why um, God would uh, have commanded us to uh, uh, fulfill those precepts um, so the the text that we've been looking at uh, in order to delve into this question, um, but really hopefully it's just a, a diving board, um, is a book called Sefer Echinuch, which is a, a 13th century uh, Spanish text written anonymously um, uh, that, uh, that 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 compiles a, a lot of um, uh, of the uh, uh, Talmud and Talmudic literature and the commentaries and the codes uh, to uh, to take each commandment and talk about uh, what. Uh, um, what's involved in fulfilling that commandment, and then uh, compiles uh, various arguments and then offers some of uh, the author's own as to what the reason is for having that commandment, and he does that for all the 613 commandments of the Torah. It's a great uh, uh, resource, a great book to, to look at, uh, but the, the question that, that, uh, that we'll look at, and this is really just a diving out point, is um, what's the point of the commandment that, uh, that, we're, um, that, that we're studying? In other words, what's the job that it's trying to get done? Okay, that's that's one question. Second question is, um, uh, does it get that job done? Does it work? Right. That's I think a useful uh, uh, question to ask for any tool. Right. And if a commandment is a tool to get a particular job done, um, then does it does it work? Uh, and then the third is, could there be a better tool for getting that job done? Right. In other words, um, the commandment uh, uh, is is one. But if there's a human need that's being addressed by a particular command. Um, is there? Could you imagine a, a better way of achieving or attaining, uh, tending to that human need than the command? Or is the command the ideal, the optimal way? Did did, did the Torah uh, give the, the the best approach? Okay, so those are the, really the questions. The the command we're going to look at today actually has a reason given for it in the Torah, uh, but uh, in in how it's specifically practiced, I think it uh, it, it is worth uh, looking at the the reasons for that. Um, and then there's one piece of it that's not really about the reason, but I think a a, a, a piece that I think is a ver- of a great interest to us in uh, in contemporary Jewish world um, to look at a medieval. Uh, uh, voice, uh, what uh, what you know, what our Orthodox brothers and sisters would, I think, without question, call an Orthodox voice, um, even though there wasn't such a thing as Orthodoxy back then. Um, uh, but uh, but to look at, uh, I think, a really interesting point uh, that uh, that that he makes um, uh, that's at the root of, uh, of of what anybody would call traditional Judaism. Okay, but first the question of of, of what's the point. So on page one hundred four, one hundred five, the command we're looking at is the commandment of tzitzit. 
of, uh, of uh, tying uh, fringes to the uh, corners of a four-cornered garment. Uh, if you uh, are not wearing a four-cornered garment, which most of us are not wearing four-cornered garments, there's the command of, uh, of, of wearing tzitzit doesn't apply. Uh, but the, the way, um, it used to be that that's what people wore. They used to wear tunics that, that had four corners. Um, and when people stopped wearing those, uh, those things, um, the, the rabbis instituted um, a, a custom of specifically going out of our way to wear a four-cornered garment so that we would be able to fulfill this command of, of wearing tzitzit, which is the command of the talit gadol, of the, uh, of the large talis, or sometimes the shawl talis, uh, that uh, we uh, wear uh, in, uh, in, in, during service times, um, which is uh, not in itself a, a command. There's no commandment in Torah to wear a talis. The commandment is to wear fringes on the four corners of your garment if you're wearing a four-cornered garment. So what we're doing, essentially, is going out of our way to wear a four-cornered garment in order to fill the commandment. Some people go even further, I myself am one of them, who uh, wear a, uh, what's called a talit katan. Um, uh, some people just call it tzitzit, or tzitzis, uh, uh, un- under their uh, uh, clothes, um, uh, so, that, uh, uh, so that they uh, go out of their way, once again, um, all day long to wear a uh, four-corner garment in order to fulfill this command. And, and we recite the uh, paragraph uh, where uh, the, the law, uh, the, mit- the mitzvah is commanded to us uh, in the Torah. We recite it during the Shema, the third paragraph of the Shema, the Vayomer Hashem Vashelein Mor paragraph. Um, and it's in this week's Torah portion, Parshat Shlach uh, um, so it's, uh, it has uh, it, it, it has relevance, but in that in that paragraph where where uh, that we recite in the Shema, that third paragraph, it gives us the reason for the commandment. Anybody remember what the reason is that we're supposed to wear tzitzit on the fringes of the corners of our garments? We're supposed to wear these fringes. What's the reason? Uh, okay, so that's a that's a, a, a secondary meaning that we've that we've put onto it, or that the rabbis have put onto it uh, in, in the context of the liturgy. And we say that in Avarabah that you gather us from the four corners of the earth, and so we gather the four corners of the seat, seat to symbolize that. But that's not the reason that's given in the Torah. Exactly, lemaantiz karu at 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 That uh, in order that you should remember all the commandments of God, they're meant to be a uh, a reminder of the commandments. All right, so the, so so that's the that's the stated reason. Even with that stated reason, I think it's worth asking: Why do we need reminders? Why do we need a reminder? Uh, two. There are lots of reminders that were given in the Torah. Lots of things are, are supposed to be reminders of the commandments. The tzitzit are, are just one of them. Um, so why do we need so many reminders? Okay, the, um, the, 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 the third is, why specifically this object or item? How does it work to remind us of the commandments? Why, why this thing? Okay, you could theoretically, you know... Um, commanded anything, right? Uh, uh, a, uh, you know, a, a, a beeper that tells you when it, uh, uh, when it's time to daven, and that's the reminder of the commandments, or, or you have to, you know, I don't know, put a big poster in your house saying, don't forget to observe the commandments today, right? Or something like that. Could have commanded anything, uh, but it commanded specifically tzitzit, so it, I think, behooves us to ask why. Okay, so here's what, uh, uh, what the Sefer Achinuch, the book of education, says. 
I'll, I'll just read uh, uh, in, in the Hebrew and translate in the English. Um, but you have the English on the uh, left side of the page. 105 is the English. Shorash HaMitzvah Niglebe Katuv. Okay, so the root of the commandment um, is revealed in Scripture, in the paragraph that we recite in the Shema. Shehilaman Niskor Kol HaMitzvot Hashem Tamid. It's in order to remember all of the commandments of God always. Ve'en Devar Ba'olam Yoter Tov Lezikaron Okay, and there's no better way. And this is his answer to the question. Is there, it, might there be a better uh, reminder that we could be given to observe the commandments? He says, there's no better way to, uh, for, for memory than uh, something that you would have to carry on your body always. Right? And so our garment that covers us up and the talit that it was, that, that, that it was referring to, the, or the, um, uh, the, the garment, the beged that it would, would have been talking about uh, uh, normally would have been the outermost garment. Right? So it's something that you would uh, uh, see and have on you, on top of you all the time. Right? And there's no better way, according to the Sefer Chinuch, to remember the commandments than by having something that is on your person at all times, that, you can, that is visible and that you can see. Uh, it covers you always. Your eyes and your heart are on it all day long. And so you're, it's always visible to you. It's always seeable to you. Um, you, you think about it. You, know, you think about what you're wearing. Um, it's true, especially if you're wearing uncomfortable clothing. Uh, and this is what it uh, says in, in, the, in, in, in Scripture, that you should remember all the commandments of God. Okay, so that's, that's the reason is to remember the commandments, and the reason why this uh, command specifically, this way of remembering specifically, is because it's always on your person. It's always on your body. You're always covered by it. So the rabbis uh, said, they offered an additional reason. The word tzitzit hints at the 613 commandments. If you count the eight strings that are on each uh, of the fringes, um, and the uh, five knots that are on it. Okay, so what does that mean? It means, uh, it, uh, uh, very literally, that the word tzitzit in gematria, the word tzitzit in the numerical system corresponding to the uh, letters of the Hebrew alphabet, uh, adds up to uh, 600. If you, there's a footnote at the bottom of the page that spells it all out. Uh, Sadi is 90, Yud is 10, Sadi is 90, Yud is 10, Tav is 400. The total value is 600. And then you have eight strings, which is 608, and five knots, which is, which is 613. So the word tzitzit plus the actual strings and the knots adds to the number 613, which is the number of commands. So the, 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 not only the idea of looking at it is a reminder of the commandments, but, but, the, um, but uh, the, the notion of tzitzit and the amount of strings and knots there are also itself is a physical embodiment of, uh, of the idea that we have 613 um, obligations to follow on a daily basis. Ve'odomer libi. Okay, so he's going to give his own personal reason now, which I, I, I love. Uh, my heart also tells me. I love that terminology. My, 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 I'm, 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 I, I, th- that's a fine answer, but when, I, but when I quiet my soul and I listen to the knockings of my heart, it offers me a deeper reason, okay? So here's what uh, the Sefer Chinuch says. 
שיש בו רמז וזיכרון שגופו של אדם ונפשו. Okay, so there's a hint in this uh, about an, an remembrance um, uh, of something deeper than just a remembrance of the commandments. It's, a, it's something about the body and soul of a human being. Hakol Hashem Baruch Hu. Everything belongs to God. Ki halavan remez laguf. The white of the tzitzit uh, reminds us of the, of the body. Shehu min ha'aretz. Because the body comes from the earth. Shinivrate min ha'sheleg shehu lavan. Because there's a tradition that the, uh, that the uh, body, that the human body was, uh, was, was fashioned out of, uh, out of snow. Um, so it's from the uh, snow that is white. Um, and there's a cites a rabbinic proof text that uh, that that uh, that the human body was fashioned from the snow, and so that white is a, a fitting remember a remembrance of the of the human body. We won't get into the proof text um, because it's obvious that uh, that the human body was made from snow. Um, and uh, what's that? The, 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 right, exactly. Um, um, uh, so when someone you know someone calls you you know. Uh, um, uh, well, it's usually never mind. All right, uh, so, uh, <laughs> I get in trouble because I'm being recorded here. Um, okay, so the uh, um, so the, the 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 white of the tzitzit reminds us of of our bodies. And if you remember, according to the Torah, there's not only supposed to be the white part of the tzitzit, but a petil techelet, a blue fringe, a blue thread that's uh, that's woven around the uh, white tzitzit. Um, and it's supposed to be one blue fringe. There, uh, at a certain point in Jewish history, um, uh, there was a, uh, a belief that we had lost the ability um, uh, to produce the, the exact kind of dye that was needed to, uh, to produce the tchela, to produce the, the blue fringe. Uh, it is believed by many people that we've recovered uh, the, 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 the proper dye to make that uh, uh, fringe, and that therefore we should, cont- we should now uh, re- uh, resume the practice of adding the blue fringe to our tzitzit. So you'll see people from time to time that have the tzichelet on their tzitzit. Um, I'm not one of them for reasons that uh, we can talk about uh, another time, not right now. Um, but, in, but, but according to the Torah, the way the Torah envisions the commandment, you have this blue fringe wrapped around it, and the blue is supposed to resemble the, the blue of the ocean, the blue of the sea, which is also supposed to resemble the blue of the, of the um, uh, unadulterated sky. Um, so it's supposed to remind you of, of, of heaven, essentially. Okay, so v'hatchelet asher eno ke'en arakia. Right, the blue fringe, the t'chelet, um, uh, is uh, colored like the firmament. Yermoz l'nefesh. So that uh, hints, that uh, reminds of the soul. Shehimin ha'el yonim, because that comes from the uh, the upper realms. Okay, so what makes the rabbis ask what makes Tchelet the this blue different from all other colors? And they answered that the, the Tchelet resembles the sea, and the sea resembles the heavens, and the heavens resembles the throne of glory. 
Um, in, the, in the book of Ezekiel, it describes the throne of glory being kind of like a sapphire color. Um, right? Quotes from the book of Ezekiel where he says, I saw the God of Israel, uh, etc. Dot, 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 and it says uh, that, uh, um, that the throne um, appeared as a, as a, as a sapphire stone. So, and, and underneath the uh, throne of glory is where the uh, the souls of the righteous are stored. Okay, and because of this, we're taught that we're supposed to wind the blue thread around the white threads. The blue is supposed to go on top of the white. That's the one that's supposed to be wound around. If you've ever seen tzitzit being uh, wound and tied, you take one of you take one longer string and you wind it around all the others. Okay, so on a on a white on white tzitzit, it's hard to tell exactly which string. On a blue on white, you can really tell which was wound wound around all the others. And so what what it's saying is that um, that the that the that the uh, symbol of the soul is wound around the symbol of the body which you would think would be the other way around, because we usually think of our souls being inside our body. And the tzitzit, according to the Sefer uh, Chinuch, uh, is making a, a, a really, I think, profound argument. That our experience of reality is actually inverted. That, uh, you know, usually there's this really pithy uh, statement, are we, are we um, souls having a physical experience, or are we physical beings having a spiritual experience, right? And, uh, and usually we think of ourselves as physical beings that sometimes have spiritual experiences. But what this is saying is that's actually not right. What we really are are spiritual beings that for a brief period of time in the eternity of the cosmos, we have a physical experience. And our, and our souls are actually what's paramount. Our spirits are actually what's paramount. They, they are over our bodies. The spiritual world encompasses our body, yeah. So, so when you say Mechai Mason, you could be referring to the soul, not the body. Uh, yes, although the, the concept of, you, you could, and, and I think that's a really beautiful way of looking at it, and I would go even a little bit further than that, which is to say um, that it, believing in this conception of reality, there's not really any such thing as death. Um, you know, so we say mechayametim because that's our experience of it. That's what that's 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 the best way we can conceptualize it. But in a, in a real way, um, we we have this you know temporary physical body, um, uh, but uh, but but we existed before and will exist after it. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. Now the 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 uh, the the origin of that prayer I think was was more literal than that. I mean, the rabbis believed in physical body resurrection um, and it's one of uh, 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 one of the um, elements of, uh, uh, of what, what's considered classical rabbinic Judaism and one of the things that they um, uh, that, that they had very profound and sometimes uh, um, uh, angry disagreements with other sects Jewish sects about who disagreed that there was a, a physical resurrection and then some uh, rabbinic Jews took the idea of body bodily resurrection um, a little bit further than the rabbis were prepared to which was their um, descendants the the early Christians um, they, they had a, um, a, a, a more I think um, 
concrete and immediate notion of uh, bodily resurrection than the rabbis did. Uh, but anyway, I think that that's a really nice way of, of interpreting that passage, even though it probably wasn't what the rabbis meant by it. But, uh, but, it, but, it, but I think that that's really beautiful. And, and so, the, so he continues and says, That's why we wind the blue fringe around the white. Because the soul is uh, above. The soul is uppermost, and the body is, is lower. Which also means that, uh, which also I think helps uh, in the reminder of the commandments, um, because many of the commandments ask us to forego um, or to temper our bodily urges. Um, you know, we want to eat, that's fine, you got to eat in a more spiritual way. Right? You want to have sexual relations, that's fine, you should, but you should do it in a more spiritual way. You want to, uh, um, you want to uh, sleep and wake up in the morning, right? that's fine, but you should do it in a more spiritual way. Right? Say Shema Modani before you go. So um, you want to get dressed, right? that's fine, that's a uh, human need, um, but you've got to do it in a, uh, a more soulful way, a more spiritual way, a more intentional way, so you wear tzitzit, you don't uh, mix wool and linen, etc. Right? So the, 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 uh, the, the notion of reminding us of the commandments is actually a reminder that, uh, that, uh, that though we experience ourselves as being physical beings, what, uh, what we really ought to uh, um, uh, consider is how to elevate our physical being because we're really um, spiritual beings having a physical experience. Okay, so, so that's the argument that he's making about why tzitzit. Okay, and why specifically the way we do tzitzit of, uh, of, of having the knots and the fringes and the blue, uh, the blue thread. Okay, so hold that thought for a second. I want to hear your thoughts about all that, but just to make sure we get it in, I want to flip the page. Um... And, uh, and, and so he, remember, he not only talks about the reason uh, why the commandments, but he talks about some uh, um, aspects of their observance. And he says the following thing in the, in the, um, the third paragraph uh, on page 115. He says, this precept applies. V'noheget mitzvazo bizcharim bechomakom b'chosmam. So this commandment applies to males, to men. At any place and at any time. Anytime you're wearing a four-corner garment, if you're a guy, you wear tzitzit. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and, and then, obviously, the, uh, the obligation to wear talus, etc. Okay, so it applies to men. That's not surprising, probably, to most people in this room. Um, and it goes, uh, with, uh, it goes with the notion that, uh, um, that men are obligated, uh, or women are exempt from mitzvot aseh shazman grama. Uh, that women are classically exempt from uh, um, from uh, um, uh, positive time-bound commandments. Now, if this is a commandment that is um, uh, obligatory in all places at all times, then it's hard to call it a positive time-bound commandment because it's obligatory at all times. Um, so that's challenging in and of itself. But anyway, but it shouldn't be surprising that men are obligated for it. Avalobin kevot, right? It's not uh, obligatory for women. But if women want to wear a talis, want to wear tzitzit, they should uh, be allowed to 
wear a talus, wear a tzitzit, um, without a blessing, according to uh, the opinion of some of the commentators. So to put it on without a blessing means that they're not technically fulfilling a commandment by doing it, or there's a question of whether they're technically fulfilling a commandment by doing it. So in order to avoid something more serious, like taking God's name in vain, um, uh, we, we, we don't have, uh, uh, women don't say the blessing for putting it on, according to some commentators. But note, even according to the, some commentators who are more strict, there is no reason why women can't do it if they want to do it. Uktsatam amru afilu bivracha. But some commentators say they can even women can even do it with a blessing, which means that there is um, a, 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 an opinion of, of some of the commentators, and he doesn't say which is the majority opinion or which is not. So he just says some and some. There's an opinion of at least some commentators uh, that, uh, that, that women, uh, when they do put on a talus, should do it with a bracha, because anybody, according to the Torah, who puts on a four-cornered garment um, is, uh, needs to fulfill the commandments of tzitzit. It doesn't specify men or women. And so if you're putting on a four-cornered garment with tzitzit, you're fulfilling the commandment, and you should say the blessing for doing it. Women. The over alze, the lavash beget semero pishtim gadol keshior shamarnu, the hushalo, the lo hetel botzitzit, bitel aseze. And if you put on a command, if you put on a garment, four corner garment that doesn't have tzitzit on it, you've, uh, you've uh, uh, violated the commandment. Okay, so what I wanted to show is that by a, a text that by all accounts is, uh, is a, a traditional text. Um, Used and studied by our friends in the in the Orthodox world, compiling um, uh, a, a great many um, uh, legal sources, Talmud commentaries and codes from the Jewish tradition, um, says very unequivocally that at the very least, if women want to wear a talit, they should be able to wear a talit. And some people say that when they do so, they're actually fulfilling the mitzvah. They may not be obligated to fulfill the mitzvah, but when they're doing so, they're fulfilling the mitzvah, and they should say a blessing over it. So I think that that's a worthy addition to the conversation that's going on um, right now in, in many corners of the Jewish world, in which um, in which there's a, uh, um, um, a a creeping desire to wipe this part of the tradition out, and to say that uh, that uh, that a talis. That tzitzit is is a is a male thing is a is a commandment for men and it's it's not only um, uh, not it's not only not uh, optional for a woman to wear a, a talus but it's actually a sin for a woman to wear a talus and I think that that is patently um, uh, false and I think that it's uh, worth being uh, being uh, 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 armed with 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 that knowledge that I think that there's a very um, strong voice in the tradition um, that, uh, that that enables and some in some senses I think calls for uh, women to be able to be a part of this commandment as well. Your turn. So the in Israel who are throwing rocks at the wall at women you think that they may not have studied this portion. They brought a new They just don't accept it because, uh, um, or they, or they, they take what maybe the uh, majority opinion might be, which is that they believe that all those women are saying the bracha, and therefore they're in violation. One of the greatness of Judaism. No, there are people. One of those uh, can never agree. <laughs> the only thing we can agree on. 
Well, anything my two Jews can agree on is what the sermons are give to charity. <laughs> I love that. Um, and listen, I, I can't. I can't speak for people who aren't me. Um, and 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 I'm sure were you to ask them, um, they would. Um, uh, 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 they would have um, uh, a, a a thoughtful response um, to the to the question yeah. if you duck. Um, and uh, and you know I think it's worth you know putting on uh, on recording that's going to be out in cyberspace that uh, that the people who are doing that uh, do not represent um, uh, all of orthodoxy um, or or all of Judaism. Judaism they represent I think a very uh, um, extreme um, uh, a part of the orthodox world, a small and extreme part of the orthodox world. Um, but the, but but what I want to say is. Um, I think that there's a segment of the Jewish world um, who's uh, um, uh, who who are prepared to um, uh, 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 read the tradition in any way, um, uh, so long as um, as long as it can uh, fight against what they perceive as modernity. Um, so it doesn't really matter what the tradition actually says. What matters is um, the the. Um, the, the, the creeping and um, and profound changes that are happening in the world. And so um, for many, many uh, generations, women by and large did not, whether by choice or by coercion, um, uh, fulfill this uh, uh, commandment. Um, and so their, uh, their perception of the tradition is that this is not something that women did, um, and that uh, for women to start doing it is an, is an expression of modernity that they think is a, is a threat to, uh, to, to, to Judaism, to their community, to Torah. Um, so it doesn't really matter what the halacha actually says. What matters is um, uh, the... the, um, uh, the the, 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 the ideology that's propelling the change. Um, and I think that that's what, uh, what, what's being reacted so strongly against. Um. But I also think some of the people that are throwing stones, I think if you really push them, they would probably tell you that they couldn't care less what these women of the wall do in their own shul. But part of their argument is that this is our shul. The Kotel is our shul. Now, that's the argument we really have. Yeah. It doesn't belong to you. It belongs to all of us. But, but that's kind of clouded the argument into what, what do you have a right to do any place and what do you have a right to do here? Right. And that's, that's become one of the issues that makes it even more difficult to resolve because how do you argue it's not just for you? <clears throat> but the other side of the coin is that the beauty of seeing this passage from Sefer Achinuch is that the most ultra-Orthodox um, uh, decisor of Jewish law would never accuse the Sefer Achinuch of being some liberal text. Right. It's a legitimate halachic source. Right. So I mean, it's something that they, they, they choose to ignore, but they really can't. So. Have a great day, everybody. You too. Right.